Please bow our heads. Guide us, O oh God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find wisdom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome to the Blue Lake Presbyterian Church, and thank you all for coming this morning. Today's message is a new beginning. And it's based on Revelation 21, verses 1 through 6, and we'll be reading that in a little bit. My family grew tulips for four generations. But that generational tradition of growing tulips in Holland appeared to come to an end when I immigrated to the United States. And I accepted a position in a lily company in the state of Oregon. But a new beginning of growing tulips again came when I settled in Arcata in 1984. We imported two containers of tulip bulbs and we picked our first tulips in the spring of 1985. And the rest is history. Speaking of a new beginning, I've been driving this 1997 F250 pickup truck for quite some time. Many trips to Smith River and Willow Creek and even a few trips to Oxnard. That truck went through muddy fields, through forest land, getting scratched by tree branches. At one point I tried to make it through a narrow spot in the farm uh, which was a little too narrow and it didn't quite fit and I peeled a bunch of paint off the left side of my truck. One time, the mirror actually slammed right into the door when I got a little too close to a redwood tree in Richardson Grove, driving back late night, coming back from a 49er game, and the headlights coming straight at me, and I was a little too close to that tree. Then at another time, a tree actually fell on the hood of my truck, putting a pretty good dent in it, in other words, that truck got some mileage and probably endured a little bit of abuse. Then in the spring of 2014, on my way to work, coming down Fickle Hill, 5.30 in the morning, coming through that S-turn about a mile up the road on Fickle Hill, I was hit by a drunk driver who was on his way home from a late night party and he was driving up the hill. But he failed to make that sharp S-turn and slammed right into my truck, taking out the entire left side. And I was sitting in broken glass all over the place. The truck was totaled. And by all means, this was the end of that pickup truck. It had served me well for 18 years. But we decided to buy that back from the insurance company and did a salvage title. And we fixed it up again. So after a significant overhaul and a new paint job, this truck got a new beginning. 23 years, 421,000 miles, still the same engine, same transmission, and the original clutch. Now people often comment 
how good this truck looks after 23 years. But let me tell you, it sure didn't look like that until it got a new beginning. This weekend, several thousand students graduated at HSU. Yesterday, the commencement ceremonies were held at the Redwood Bowl. And outgoing HSU President Lisa Rosebacher gave the commencement address. Now, commencement connotes beginning. The students had concluded their formal education. But it is a new beginning as they start the next stage of their life. Well, what does the Bible say about new beginnings? Well, first of all, the first words in the Bible, in Genesis 1-1, are, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Then, a little bit later in Genesis, in Genesis 9, there's the story about Noah. Noah and his family got a new beginning after that great flood. Then Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And he eventually found himself in prison. It seemed like this was the end for Joseph. But after interpreting Pharaoh's dream, became, and he became second in command in all of Egypt, he had a new beginning. Then four centuries later, Moses fled to a foreign land after he killed an Egyptian. He must have felt that life was over for him. He went from being a powerful prince and likely heir to Pharaoh to now being reduced to being a fugitive and a shepherd in the land of Midian, in the Saudi Arabia desert. But the Lord spoke to him from the burning bush, and he got a new beginning. He ultimately became one of the most influential figures in Jewish history, leading the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Then Joshua and his fellow Israelites got a new beginning when they crossed the Jordan River into the land of milk and honey after they spent 40 years in the wilderness. And then we got the story of Jonah. Jonah didn't listen to God. He went his own way. But after being tossed off that ship in that storm and being scooped up and spending three days in the, in the belly of a big fish, he was eventually spit out on the beach. He got a new beginning. And he went to Nineveh. And he preached the shortest sermon in history, causing the largest revival in the history of mankind. Well, at the farm, we have a group of teen challenge students working part-time. And during the busy weeks leading up to Easter and Mother's Day, they were a big help. These folks went through the dark valley of life. But they surrendered to Jesus Christ. 
and they got a new beginning. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.17, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, the new life has become. The final new beginning in the Bible is described on the last pages of the Bible in the book of Revelation. And this brings us to today's reading in Revelation 21 verses 1 through 6, which can be found all the way in the back uh, at page 259. And I'll give you a moment to look it up. Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no mourning, no crying, no pain. Because what first was, is no more. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these are words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. The writer of the book of Revelation is widely believed to be the Apostle Paul, of the Apostle John. John, the Apostle Jesus loved. He was in the inner circle of our Lord. Together with his brother James and Peter, he was at that mountain where during the transfiguration of Jesus with Moses and Elijah. John was the only disciple present at the cross. But during a wave of persecution in Rome, John was thrown into a boiling basin of oil. Oil burns three times harder than water. In other words, this means certain death. But by the will and grace of God, he was miraculously spared from death. John was sentenced to the mines of the prison island of Patmos. Or you may ask, where is Patmos? Well, Patmos is an island in the Aegean Sea, in Greece. It's about eight miles long, north to south, and at its widest point, it's only six miles wide. On this island, 
an angel gave a vision. And John wrote this prophetic book of Revelation. He was later freed and returned to present-day Turkey. He died as an old man, the only apostle to die peacefully. Although the book of Revelation begins with addressing the seven churches of Asia. And then he describes a series of prophetic visions, including the seven-headed dragon, the serpent, and the beast, culminating into the second coming of Christ. But by chapter 21 of Revelation, John sees a new heaven and a new earth, a new beginning. John writes in verse 1, there was no longer any sea. Well, living on the coast here in Northern California allows us to take walks on the beach and to see majestic ocean views. And it may seem strange to envision a new earth without any sea. But to the ancient Jew, that was a completely different matter. In Jewish literature, the sea was often symbolic for things that were ominous and threatening. Earlier in Revelation 13, there is a description of the beast that was emerging from the sea. In Jewish writings, a river or a stream or a spring depict a positive symbol of goodness. Well, this made a lot of sense in a desert habitat where a stream or a spring is the equivalent of life. If we look at the satellite map of Israel, we see how crucial the Jordan River is to the land. It runs like a provider of life through the heart of arid and parched land, connecting the Sea of Galilee in the north to the Dead Sea in the south. Then in verse 2, John writes, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Or earlier I was saying, the holy city. A time-tested hymn that captures the essence of these verses in Revelation 21. It describes how once again the scene was changed. New earth there seemed to be. I saw the holy city besides the tideless sea. The light of God was on the streets. The gates were open wide. It was the new Jerusalem that would not pass away. Then in verse 3 of Revelation 21, John writes, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. Folks, what a magnificent prospect for the Lord our God to be among us. Then he writes, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no mourning, no crying, no pain. 
Because what first was is no more. After these previous chapters in Revelation of trauma and conflict, after death and infernos finally come to an end, everything has become new. Could it be like that in our own life? After many disappointments and conflicts and struggles, trauma and suffering, things are now filled with peace. John writes in verse 5, See, I'm making all things new. In other words, a new beginning. Then he said in verse 6, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Or well, Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega, the last. From the first words of Genesis, in the beginning God created heaven and earth, to the final chapter of Revelation, God provides the promise of a new beginning. He continues in verse 6. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. After our struggles, are we thirsty? Thirsty for peace? Thirsty for comfort? Thirsty for healing? Are we ready to drink from the spring of the water of life? The spring that provides the healing power of Jesus Christ? These verses in Revelation 21 have been a cornerstone to numerous eulogies that I have given at funerals and memorial services over the last several years. And based on many comments afterwards from friends and family, these scripture verses in Revelation 21 are comforting and soothing for loved ones. As people go through pain and suffering and agony in the final chapter of their lives, the prospect of no mourning no crying, no pain is consoling, is calming, reassuring, and uplifting. Someone asked, are heaven and eternal life and the kingdom of God, are all those for real? Well, there is no doubt in my mind that there is a kingdom of heaven. It is a major tenet of our Christian belief. As Christians, we recite in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which is in heaven, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Also, in music, we find the theme of hope and comfort in heaven. 
the, the hymns we're singing today are all based on the book of Revelation. And they were handpicked by our daughter Sarah. Rejoice, our Lord is King. Rejoice in glorious hope. For Christ the judge shall come to glorify the saints for their eternal home. Today, a year ago, Dottie Hockenberry, a great friend for many years and a regular visitor to this church, passed away. A few months before her passing and being with the Lord, she told me that she read this book written by Billy Graham titled Nearing Home. In this book, Graham invites the reader to journey with him as he considers his golden years while anticipating the hope of reuniting with loved ones, entering his heavenly home. In an interview, Billy Graham shared, My home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. The book of Revelation provides hope and a roadmap to a new beginning. Are you going through trials and tribulations right now? Have you been knocked to the ground? Are you feeling down? Depressed? Forsaken? Lost? Are you ready for a new beginning? Or you may ask, what do I need to do to get a new beginning? Say this simple prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as Lord and Savior. And I put my trust in you. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Repent of our sins. Now what does that mean? Stop doing all the things that hold us down. Let the chains that keep us down be broken. Let the love of God enter our hearts and quench our thirsty souls with the water of life. Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, will lead us on that narrow road through the gate to the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the kingdom of God, and provide us with a new beginning. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.